Yo, everybody, Trey here from the Edium Podcast. Hope everybody is thriving. I know we've been gone for a little bit, but we back and we are at it. Uh, really excited to kind of kick off this this uh, kind of the second portion, this next phase we're in um, in terms of the podcast. We got some really cool things moving. Uh, but this week we got Trev Rich, um, a Grammy nominated artist that's, you know, grew up right here in our backyard, uh, songwriter. Uh, but more importantly, an entrepreneur, um, somebody that's trying to inspire a different type of vision and a different kind of conversation in our communities um, and really start to be able to figure out how do we unify in a real way. I'm uh, really excited about this conversation. We had it over the phone. Um, my man is on the move and on the go, making things happen. But uh, really, really, you know, kind of walked away from this uh, feeling inspired, uh, one, and feeling validated, um, too, that like we're on the right track as we start to build these kinds of things. Uh, we got some big news at the end of the podcast as well, so stick around till the end. And uh, with nothing more to say, let's get to it. Peace. Cool, we live. So my thing is, when you see these new athletes and these new rappers and these millionaires, it's kind of like... Don't touch me. Don't fuck with me. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, but you see somebody who's like Muhammad Ali, the greatest fucking boxer of all time. And he in the hood with the yeah. people taking yeah. pictures, showing love, smiling, giving shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, I feel like we got lost along the way to make it feel like we all got to hate each other. We all got to be in competition and we can't say, Hey bro, you have a good day. Hey bro. Yeah. You doing good. You're doing a good job. You know what I'm saying? Yep, because yep. it's like, oh, get, get off my dick. Bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, <laughs> so it's like, I'm trying to change that, bro. I hate when, you know what I'm saying, people, and it's, it's it just sucks because, like, you know what I'm saying, you felt that way because it's like, damn, I didn't even think he was going to hit me back. Like, mm-hmm. bruh, y'all got to realize y'all are the people who keep what we do alive. Mm-hmm. If there ain't nobody hitting you, telling you you're doing good with your music shit, if there ain't nobody hitting you for interviews, podcasts, all of that shit. Motherfuckers would be like, I'm not doing my job. I'm not doing enough. Yo. I got to go harder with this music shit because nobody support me. And Yo. then when they get the support, they treat them like groupies. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's what do weird, you really want? Yeah, it's a weird, like, switch up concept. You know what I mean? And it's like, we don't necessarily celebrate folks all the time until, like, they're gone, right? Like, so in your in your album, right? And I'm, I'm going to have you introduce yourself to the people here in a minute. But the Kobe song that you had. Yeah, that was interesting yeah. to me. Tell me about that. I showed it to my pops. He was like, "Man, how we not like Kobe?" You know, and that's the <laughs> thing, bro. Like, I I wanted to genuinely make a dope song because it, it was well, one of the things is I will say like I got on the Kobe train when he retired, not when he died. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because Kobe yeah. was Kobe was the reason why Denver ain't get a championship. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Denver. <laughs> like Kobe stopped us every year. Every year, <laughs> every man. Year it, was, it was heartbreaking. Exactly. That we possibly could have won it. Kobe stopped us. Yo. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't until he retired that I was able to, like, I always respected his game, but I didn't necessarily like him. Mm-hmm, because I'm like, exactly. Yeah. Kobe was in the way. So especially when he retired and, you know, I started seeing him, start seeing the, the books, you know what I'm saying? The, the little short films. Mm-hmm. I start seeing, you know, just him with his daughters. I start seeing more interviews. I start, 
I'm like, yo, bro, really a, a goat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in so many ways, in so many ways, in man. So many. It wasn't just basketball. That's what yo. I'm saying. Like I didn't like Kobe because of basketball. Mm-hmm. He's a great fucking basketball player, but he always stopped us. Yo. So it was like I couldn't possibly be a Nuggets fan and like Kobe Bryant. Yeah, no, I, I feel there it. was no way. I feel it. See, I was I was a tortured soul because I was both. You know what I mean? Like my dad loved Kobe, but we're Nuggets fans, like from the jump. Like yeah, as a little yeah. kid, like sneaking down. You know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, it was that. It was that. I think it epitomizes kind of like what you're saying too. Of like, do we feel like the people? you know, that we're, that we're coming up with are in the way. And like, is that the reason why we don't know if we could show love? You know exactly. what I'm saying? You know, and, it, yeah. and, and my thing is I wanted to, I wanted to make kind of the, the ode to Kobe as realistic as possible. Yeah. You know no, what I'm saying? You feel me? Cause it's like mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of people make odes to rapper or odes to people. And it's like, you just saying what, the world wants to. Yeah. Hear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you're just yeah. agreeing with one side of the world. So I'm like, even if people hate this fucking song, <laughs> it's my most honest, vulnerable music. Yeah, man. Nah, it was, it was, bro. My dad, even though he said, why, why didn't you like Kobe? Like he's a hard person to get to enjoy new, you know, the, the old heads, bro. They don't like no yeah. new stuff, but he was like, Oh, that was, that was, that was cool. You know what I mean? Because it was honest. And I think that's like the thing that, that drives everything. But before we get too deep, man, like tell the world who you are. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just me, bro. I'm Trev Rich. <laughs> I do music. I do songwriting. I'm much more than a rapper and a songwriter. I'm a dad. I'm a son. I'm, you know, bro, I'm just trying to be a good person. Yo. You feel me? So like, I hope, you know what I'm saying? My music kind of like represents that. Yeah. And, and everything I do in life, you know what I'm saying? Including my music represents that. So <laughs> when, when, uh, just coming to coming together to make this album, bro, it was really like a life changing experience. You know what and, I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. got healthy, got on my health kick, you know what I'm saying? Started kind of indulging a little bit in psychedelics, got in therapy. Mm-hmm. So this was just really like my great awakening. That makes sense. You know? then out the dark. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I called it out the dark, you know? So this was my great awakening, you know what I'm saying? To, to really like this new lifestyle, this new way of living. Mm-hmm. And it's just positivity, bro. It's just very honest, very vulnerable. I feel like every, I don't really like listening to new music nowadays because like, I'm like a lot of rappers is shitting on the people who listen to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why would I want to listen to? I mean, I've I've heard how many times you would fuck my bitch. I heard <laughs> how many times how much more money you got than me. I heard, you know what I'm saying? We heard it all already. So yeah. me just saying, okay, I ain't gonna do none of that. I'm gonna try to bring us together. Anybody who's going through what I was going through at the time of me creating it, I hope it touches them. Yeah. I hope it makes them feel the same way I felt listening to these songs after I made them, you know? So yeah, no, I that was that, like, I mean, when I listened to us, my favorite, my favorite song on that, on that joint is a uh, bill. Yeah. And, uh, you have this line in here where you say, you say something like, you know, I'm, I'm Del Curry. I want my, I pray my son is better in every way. And, you know, I, I reflected on that a lot, man. Cause you know, I have 11 year old, I got a four year old daughter as well. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. So like, we know that like, you know, we're in these positions, you feel me to like build the bridges to like generational change for our families. Like that's the weight, that's the, that's the pressure that we decided to take on. But like, as we know that we have these experiences 
like the experiences we had, the positive and the negative shaped who we are. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I've been having these conversations with my boys, man, like, you know, like not wanting our kids to go through those same things. Like then how do we, how do we be strategic and intentional about teaching them those hard lessons without them having to go through that hard life? You know what I mean? I feel like we have to learn new ways of discipline. Yeah. Because these kids aren't like us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're not like us. They're growing up in a different time. They're growing up in a much more emotionally, I won't say unstable, but more just in tune with their emotions. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I didn't understand my emotions. These kids have classes. These kids have the internet. These kids have so many different things and they're, they're like, they grow up faster. Mm-hmm. They grow up faster than we did. You know, there's a lot of things. That my, exactly. There's way more access. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of things that I feel like we were kind of sheltered about that. These kids have, you know what I'm saying? Can get, yeah. go see daily, yeah. you know? And it's like, really like the worst possible things, not, not only the good things, you know what I'm saying? Like, and now we live in a climate to where it's like for safety reasons alone, a kid needs a cell phone, Mm -hmm. you know? So that I was tripping over that, man. I was like, I'm not about to buy my 11 year old, no cell phone, bro. Like you're crazy. What's he need a cell phone for? But then I I need to get a hold of my man, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You know? And then it's like, we don't, we, we come from an era to where we had house phones. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? When you got home, you called your friend. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah, people called you and you wasn't home, they had to leave a message. Like, now you can get in touch with anybody at any time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No matter where they're at. So it's like- Through multiple kids, different means too. Multiple, multiple. Yeah. Oh, you're not answering your text message? I'll hit you on Instagram. <laughs> oh, you're not hit your Instagram? I'll hit you on Twitter. Oh, you Facebook, Yo. oh, Snapchat. So it's yeah. like, we have access to anybody. That's why I tell people all the time, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to even give my number out to go on a date. Mm. It's there. I don't even have to have my cell phone number to go on a date. You feel me? Yo, I've noticed too, like, like, so I've been, I've been married for like six years, five, six years, been with my girl since high school. But yeah. I'm talking to people and I'm like, I was like, it was a weird realization to me that people, they don't give out their number no more. They give out their Instagram. Right. You know what I mean? That that's a that's a, that's a whole different world, bro. I'm just trying to keep my marriage together. I don't know if I can survive out there. <laughs> nah, it's, listen, it's a different it's a different world, bro. So it's like now when I get into these places, and I mean, uh, even even when I'm in in writing sessions, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Let's stay in contact, and I'd be like, oh, put your number in my phone, and they like. Oh, that's like different. What? Yeah. They're like, that's different. Yeah, man. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to give you my Instagram too, man. But you know what I'm saying? This is Yeah, easy. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's for like, sure. You know, it's like we're we're so accustomed to easy, 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 easy. Whatever is easy. Whatever is simple. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can be lazy as hell, bro. Everything we need can be delivered to us. We don't mm-hmm. have to leave the house at all if we didn't want to. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like just access. That's the biggest thing. The, the, the further we I get into this life shit, the more access I have to things that I don't have to work hard for. Yeah. So then you get into situations to where these kids have grown up with access to everything, you know what I'm saying, and haven't had to work hard for anything. So when they get into a situation to where they have to work hard, 
it throws them. They don't Yo. understand how to handle it. They don't emotionally understand how to handle it. They're not mentally ready for a challenge because everything up until this point has been so easy for them. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've been thinking about that too. Like, you know, what skill sets are going to be necessary to like thrive right. out here? You know, like, you know, we talk a lot, you know, from an admin standpoint around like, yo, I haven't used calculus since I finished that class by the skin of my teeth. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like, are we teaching kids like exactly what you're saying, right? Like, what what is that? What does it mean to grind? Like, what does it mean to truly have that? You know, what does it mean to be, uh, you know, uh, innovative, you know, how, how do you, how do you think at a systems level? Like these are all things that are going to be required because the world's changing, but we know that like the school system has stayed stagnant for a hundred plus years. You know I mean? It was never even built for this century, much you know less why, built though. for us. <laughs> but you know why though? The school system was built for discipline, right? Exactly. It wasn't built to prepare you. It wasn't built for you to learn actual skills and, mm-hmm. and, and go out in life and succeed. Mm-hmm. School, you go to school from whatever time you start, you sit in one place or two places if you got separate classes, mm-hmm. you do the same thing, you learn, you work, you go to lunch, yeah. you go back, you learn, you work, you go home. Mm-hmm. When you graduate, you go get a job, you go, you learn, you work, you go to lunch, you learn, you work, you go home. Turn us into school workers. Was never, school was never built for bosses. It's built to discipline workers. Yep. That's exactly That's what it is. That's exactly That's what it, it is. I don't anything, I don't even remember all the shit that I've learned in school, bro, and I'm doing just fine. But I had to rewire my mind to learn how to be a boss. Mm-hmm. To learn to not be a disciplined adult. Yeah, uh submissive. A submissive, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you get to these classes and it's like, okay, we're teaching you. And there's, bro, you probably learned more. You probably remember more or learn more things that you used when you first started school from K through five. Yeah. Then when you got to high school. Yeah. Learn you know read, saying? write, basic yeah. math, that kind That's of stuff. Basic. The basics. You had to learn the basics. Yeah. That taught me everything I needed to know, K through five. When I got to middle school and high school, all that did was teach me how to be disciplined and learn. Yeah. But it's well, not anything that I needed for life. Yeah, for sure. Walk me through your educational experience, man. Where, where, where did you go to school? In the I city? went to school. Um, K through five was Knight Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, after Knight Academy, I went to Prairie. And, uh, oh, I went to Hamilton first. Mm-hmm. And after Hamilton, I went to Prairie. After Prairie, I went to Overly for a second, and then I finished that range. Oh, okay, so, cool. So you kind of bounced around and ended up leaving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bounced around, bounced around. You was know, that just but it was like moves, or, or was that like yeah, strategic? it was moves, you know, like my family was, you know what I'm saying, like wanted to move around. Like when I got into high school, my mom, you know, she moved us into a house in Sterling Hills, so like Rangeview was the closest school. So, you know, mm-hmm. it was like I had to follow, follow lead, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. with my parents. My mom, my mom was really doing, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> when she got into that situation, when she got a house, it was like, oh yeah, this is great. I got a house, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, you know, it, it wasn't nothing that, like it was, it was more along the lines of I had to follow my mom because that's my mom. Yeah. You know, it yeah. wasn't like I wanted to be at these schools or anything like that, but this is like the area that we live in. You yep. know? So, yes. What do you think there's a, uh... 
I mean, you, you said you got a lot of stuff from like your early years, which everybody does, but like what, what, what stands out the most as to like what you could have gotten, what you wish you would have gotten that could have helped you do what you're doing now. Bro, we need, I, I didn't have, uh, even just minority, you know what I'm saying? Studies, mm. African-American yep. studies, like as a minority growing up in the school system that we have now, it's not built for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I get to learn about everybody else's history and past besides my fucking own. Yep. So I had to go to college to learn my own history. I had to go to college, you know what I'm saying, to really mm-hmm. like outside of just home studying and things that I learned with my family. Yep. You know, I've never been in a curriculum that taught me who I was. Yeah, man. No, I but feel everybody that. else got to learn who they were. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you well, the messed up part is, is the messed up part is too, is that like they didn't even necessarily get to learn who they were because they only got like a quarter of the story. Oh yeah, exactly. They got to learn the good side of who they were. Yeah, yeah, and you we know? learn from the bad stuff. Exactly, but it's like they hide, they hide the real history because we can't teach you, you especially the guys who we made this curriculum for. We can't teach them about mm-hmm. the savage shit that you know what I'm saying <laughs> they did to. To, to minorities and to other people. We can teach them about the savage shit that they did to each other. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? But we can't teach them about the savage shit that they did to the minorities because there are minorities in this classroom. Yep. And it's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wonder how much they don't want us to know, like, about our own power. You know what I mean? You know how much they don't want us to know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is why we're trying you to know? do what we're doing, man. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Now the question Bro, is then if I learned if if I went to high school, let's say I went to high school and I learned one trade skill that I was interested in. I learned about credit, I learned about stocks, I learned about mental therapy, I learned about I mean mental health, yep. I learned about math, basic math, and uh kind of just computing evidence. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then uh, the 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 last thing that I learned was a class that taught me what I wanted to be when I grew up before college. Yeah. If you set up a high school curriculum like that, you will have the most successful generation that we've ever seen. Because mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about calculus. I've never used calculus in my real life. Nah, bro. You mean you haven't? You didn't? You didn't? Uh, you didn't measure the diameter of your uh, of your mics, bro? When you when you start recording. <laughs> Come on, man. Right. Right. (laughs) Never, never. So it's like, that's why I said they're teaching us to be disciplined because we don't need this shit. Yeah. We don't need that. None of that. Yeah. Unless that's something that was going into a field and the field that you were going into required you to learn that. What are we learning for? Yeah. If you're going to be an engineer, by all means, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Or an architect or whatever. But, you know, everybody is not going to be an engineer. Everybody's not going to be. So it's like, Make the school curriculum based around succeeding, not survival. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, man. I'm, I'm right there with you. And that's exactly why we built Edmund, bro. I I'm might I'm have to get you in one of these sessions. Goodness gracious. We're, uh, you know, we've been, it, it's been interesting because, you know, like I told you before we, before we started, like, you know, it's taken us like eight months to get financial literacy, cultural and ethnic studies to even be voted on, right? It's supposed to be voted on in June. So like we're, we're doing a big push to make that happen. But what was crazy to me, fam, is that like a lot of people 
there was nobody that I talked to that said that this was a bad idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, everyone was like, yeah, we should teach kids about stocks. We should teach kids about what interest is. We should make sure that like kids aren't buying a $40,000 car before, you know what I mean? They can, they can pay rent. Exactly. Um, but everybody agreed with it, but it took us having to, it took us having to knock on doors consistently for eight months for it to even get to a point where we can vote on it. You know what I mean? As a school board. And like, that shit's crazy to me how like we all have this basic understanding and I don't care if you're black, white, Latino came from a rich household, poor household, every single person said, Hey, I wish I would have known more about history. And I wish I would have known more about money coming out of school, but no one did anything. You know what I mean? And I just wonder what the holdup is, uh, of like shit that we know we should be doing <laughs> and like why it's so hard to push to just like make it happen. Cause I, you I don't already know. know, bro, you know, because it's not built for us to succeed, bro. Yeah. Like these big, these big company holders and the, the, the CEOs, they need more workers, bro. You That's know, exactly what it you is. You have yeah. companies that, that have had people work there for 40 years, 50 years. And what do they do? They die or they retire. And mm-hmm. then somebody else comes into the company who they hope will do the same. Yeah. Or it's their son, yeah. the cousin, yeah. the nephew. Yeah. 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 You don't know, they sons and sons and nephews and all of that get to become CEOs or vice presidents. But that worker, you know what I'm saying? That family of workers who keep producing workers, they need that to sustain that company. It's their pipeline. If you don't have a worker, you know what I'm saying? If you don't have workers, how can you sustain your company? So it's like that 40-year-old, I mean, that 80-year-old who's been working at that company for 40 years, who retires or passes away, they're looking for another one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get them out of that high school that don't teach you about shit. <laughs> well, and you kind of, you kind of talked about that too. In uh, I think it was like the intro track on this new album too, right? You were like, they're going to gentrify your section to your section, ain't your section. And then like you said, some around, like if we're not preaching ownership, like what are we doing? You know what I mean? And that, that's what really got me excited too. Cause I was like, all right, cool. Like more people need to be talking about this in all different forms of media, right? It's not enough for me to just talk to the technocrats, you know, and the bureaucracies about it. It's not enough just to rap about it. Like how do we start to like build through lines into this game that we're trying to provide and put there in the ecosystem to where people hear us at all. No, that's, that's real, bro. And the thing is, okay. So now you're seeing a a majority of a lot of the, the, the the minorities get involved in stocks and Mm -hmm. crypto and stocks and crypto. And now it's like becoming a big thing, but this is something that they've had their hands in for centuries. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we just getting in tune with it, just getting hyped with it because we get to see, we have the internet. We can see how much money people was making. We can see, we can set up um, uh, classes to teach, teach people about stocks. You know what I'm saying? But none of these, none of that stuff was offered to us. Nah, you're hundred percent right, man. So you, know, you, you there said have been it's crypto not. classes. I've seen <laughs> crypto classes, and you got to pay fifteen hundred a class to mm-hmm. learn crypto classes. And then you have the minorities who are all in their thirties and forties, and then you have the white kid who's coming from high school to go to this class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're just trying to catch up at this point. Exactly. You said it's not. You said it's not built for us to succeed. I'm I've, I'm always interested in you know one of the things that we identified was like broadening the definition of success. You mentioned it earlier. Like, what is? How do you define success? Success is uh uh, uh whatever it means to self. Hmm. 
Can I get the plastic one at the top instead of this wood one? My bad, bro. You got it. But success is uh yeah, no, that's wood. <laughs> this plastic. I thought we had to put away the black miles, man. Yeah, I'm about to, but I'm, shit. I, hey, I'm trying to, you hear they're trying to ban Newports. That shit's killing me. I'm like a I, day 11 into quitting smoking and shit's hard. Bro, I seen it. I seen yeah. it. I seen it. Backwoods, all of that. All of them. Which I feel like the thing about it is, bro, all they do is ban it, make it illegal, and then make more money off of it. Yeah. It never goes away. Never. They try to do it with alcohol, with everything. Yeah. They're yeah. going to ban it. And then all they're going to do is make it illegal, make a black market for it, and then mm-hmm. they're going to get fucking even more rich off of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%, man. But so they're banning so, selling it. And if you <laughs> see somebody smoking that motherfucker, you ain't going to do nothing. Police yeah. can't arrest you for smoking it. Is that how it was with weed back in the day? Hell like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then now Hell who owns yeah. all the weed shops? Exactly. 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 Now we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. This... This game is not meant for us to succeed, bro. Yeah. And the thing is, it's it's not... Well, let me correct that. Because I'm not going to make an excuse and say it's not meant for us to succeed, but it's definitely not meant for us to succeed before them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you you get a piece, you you get the crumbs left over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Like, imagine if, if, if... it was a crypto was like a black thing or a, you know what I'm saying? Minority thing or yeah. man, they would have found a way to shut that shit down until they understood what it was. Mm-hmm. And then it would have came back like, okay, now we can do it. Yeah. So how, how are you succeeding then, man? Like walk me through that journey. Like what, what's been, what's been that, that process for you? Success to me. See, the thing is like, I don't measure success in, Record sales, numbers, streams, mm-hmm. awards. Which you got a lot of. Yeah, I don't I don't measure success in that. Like it's it's kind of due to how happy I am, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my thing. The more stress I can release doing what I love to do, the more successful I am. Mm-hmm. That's success mm-hmm. to me. I can relieve stress. I get to wake up every day and do what I love to do. I get to take care of my beautiful babies, doing what I love to do. That's success, bro. American dream. Yeah. You know, it's not because by the time you see the Bentleys and all of that shit, success is going to be boring. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's more. That's more. That's more a signal for external shit. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like. Me being happy, creating a project that, I mean, people's getting my name and lyrics tatted on them. And, like, that shit Damn. is crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's been multiple times now. So now I'm seeing shit like that. I'm like, man, like so, this project is really touching people. So what you going to do when someone gets Trev Rich tattooed on their forehead like that girl did with Drake? I'm going to give her a ticket to this show. <laughs> <laughs> she needs I'm to be in all sure the videos. She, good. You know what I'm <laughs> she can stand behind the stage. Yo. The, <laughs> she yeah. like that. Yo, anybody out there listening, do not get a Trev Rich tattoo on your forehead. Please don't. Because <laughs> you know someone is going to try to get some free tickets off you off that. Right. Nah, somebody <laughs> hit me up and it was like, man, your music touched me so much. 
uh, I wanted to, can you send me your signature so I can get it tatted? Hmm. And I'm like, what? They're like, yeah. So they're like, I'm going to put your signature and then I'm going to put a lyric from, you know, the lyric that really touched me. Yeah. And now it's like even older music. Like that was a lyric from a project I put out fucking eight years ago. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So now even older music is still like resonating, which is like, okay, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Making music that can last. Like, and God willing, this project makes it the next eight years. Yeah. You know, you know people <laughs> still hitting me up about this. Well, it's crazy, man. And it, like, obviously, like, you know, music for me is, it, it's, that's more of like a, I don't know, for me, equivalent to like journaling. You know what I mean? For sure. But like, there's something special about like me even listening back to something I wrote like four years ago. And like, holy shit, like I'm doing all the things I was rapping about. It's a checkpoint. It's a checkpoint. It's crazy. So now you go back and you listen to it. And a lot of people don't realize, they just be like, ah, I don't like my old shit because I don't like how I sounded. Like, Mm -hmm. no, listen to the content. Listen to the place that you were at mentally. Listen yep. to where your heart was. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It's a, it's a timestamp, man. Like it's Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, something to reflect on. The first time I heard you was like six years ago. I ran into like randomly some, uh, you know, like just scrolling through YouTube or whatever, whatever, however yeah. the algorithms work. It was that uh, you were in like a barbershop. They say? They say. They say. And I was like, this shit is crazy. And then I realized <laughs> you were, I, then I realized you were from Denver. And so, you know, obviously like, I really care about this city. Um, and so I try to, I try to, like, I'm the guy whose wife gets mad at him because anytime one of my homies has a, you know, starts a t-shirt business, I'm buying all of them. Right. Like I'm on, yeah, yeah. that's where I'm going to invest my time and my money. And so it's just been cool, man, to like watch the, the progression and like the persistence to get to the point where like you have this album that's like as sonically sound as it like, as it is right now, man. Like, I really want people to hear your music. Yes. But like, you know, understand, understand like what goes behind it. And like, that's what I want to ask you is like, there's mad kids out here that like want to do music. There's people that want to do whatever. Like, what do you want those kids to know about that process? It's not a it's not a get rich quick scheme for one. So like a lot of kids see these young artists who's like it's just maybe their time. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you can't never question fate. You can't never question your position or the place that you in. You gotta understand that you are where you're supposed to be at all times. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> when kids start rapping, it's like funny games. Mm-hmm. You know, and it becomes a get rich quick scheme. We're gonna run up the numbers, we're gonna get chains and buy houses and that ain't what this game is. That's the non-realistic version of this game. You know what I'm saying? Because to make money out of this, there has to be money coming from somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere, you know? Yeah. So it's like, kids don't know how much money go into creating a big artist. Mm. And I feel like they just think, okay, I'm about to go make one song. I'm going to put it on SoundCloud. I'm going to do a video. And I'm rich. Mm-hmm. Like, that ain't this game. Yeah. What you are know? you doing it for? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah. the biggest question that I ask kids all the time is, what do you want from this? And what are you willing to exchange for it? Because mm. you got to give something to get some. That mm. don't matter if it's time, energy, money, blood, sweat, and tears. It's going to be all of it. Everything. What are you willing to give up to get what you want? Mm. What's their answer usually? I don't know. 
Uh, but it's never been, it's ne- yeah, it's never been a question like that to give up to get something. Mm-hmm. It's always been like a uh I don't I I'm giving my time. I'm giving I'm giving studio time. Like, nah, bro. Like literally in the in the grand scheme of things, what are you willing to give up? Yep. Yep. It's only it's only gonna be and like that's that's gonna add to the content or the character of like whatever it is you're doing, right? If you're running a nonprofit, if you're running a business, if you're trying to do music, like what you're willing to give up and then like that grind through it is like the the shit that pours the foundation that allows it to be sustainable. Exactly. Exactly. Otherwise you're just talking shit. So you gotta think about it. Even even the ones who's like, I'm willing to give up everything. You don't realize what everything is until you have to give up everything. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, then it gets to a point as to where, okay, now you're an icon. You're an icon in music. You're giving up everything. You can't go in public. Mm -hmm. You can't, can't, even if you want to take the kids in public, can't take the kids in public. You got a different relationship. (laughs) You're always on the road. You got a tour. You're literally giving your life to the people. Yeah. 100%. I mean, and then on the flip side, right? Like, like my pops used to always tell me too. He used to always be like, look, like even when you don't make a decision, you're making a decision. Exactly. And so like you, like you not, you not making that calculation, like you're still giving up something. And so like, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not willing to give up that something. You're actually giving up your freedom. You're giving up your, whatever that case may be. Like you're still making a decision Like you gotta, and that's, that's that type of boss shit, right? Like you gotta make decisions and live with them. Um, right. you could either be proactive about it or reactionary to the, to the consequences. You feel me? So that makes a lot of sense, man. If I wasn't chasing this shit, bro, I probably would've been married 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you give up, you give it up. You give up love. You give up, you know what I'm saying? Pretty much damn near everything, bro. Hmm. Everything. Time. You got to realize everybody ain't, everybody on this planet's time is ticking. Yep. You know? So you out in LA, you, you out in Miami, you out in this place, your grandparents getting old, mm-hmm. your parents getting old. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody around you is getting older. People start to die. You like, damn, I didn't get enough time with them. Yep. It ain't their fault. You know what I'm saying? You didn't yeah. get enough time with them. You was chasing something. So it's like, what is this shit really worth to you? Yep. Make sure what you're chasing is worth it. Exactly. Yeah, that's real, man. Exactly. So, so what's your uh, what's your vision moving forward? What's what's next? Man, I'm going into different lanes, bro. Like right now, I'm out in LA executive producing a project for a super dope artist on the way. Dope. And you know, I'm just putting on different hats, bro. I'm putting on different hats. Like we've been working on this project for about a month now. I feel like the project's wrapped. It sounds amazing. So crazy with this project, but I've been doing the songwriting stuff, bro, and it's like, you just got to realize, you know, when you get to that point and it's like, I've always wanted a plaque. Mm-hmm. And then you get a plaque and you're like, I want another one. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, yeah. it's just, it's, it never stops. Like, you yep. got to realize your addiction. Your addiction is success. It's not about the plaque. It's not yep. about the Bentley. It's not about the radio records. It's not about the shows. It's that that feeling, that feeling that that all of that gives you. You become addicted to that feeling 
And mm-hmm. it's, it, you realize it's never been about the materialistic shit. Hmm. It's, it's always the feeling it term. gives you. Yeah. Always. Yep. It's the feeling it gives you. Just to say, I can go buy a limbo, and then you probably don't even want to drive that motherfucker after a week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, all new cars get old. You feel me? I was, I was, I don't care. I drive a Ford Fusion, bro. And I remember I bought that shit, and I felt like, you know how the windshield wipers, they, there's, they don't just go one way, like it's two ways. I was like, yeah, man, I, I, I'm winning out here. And then I went to go trade it in last weekend. I'm like, I only have this shit for like a year and a half. It don't matter what you're doing. It's always going to get old if it's materialistic. Bro, everything gets old. Yeah. Everything. We get old. You yeah. feel me? <laughs> so it's yeah. like, you have to focus on, I tell people all the time, bro, we're not put on this planet to be rich. We're not, we're not put on this planet to have the, the fastest cars. And bro, we put on this planet to love. Mm-hmm. Love is the only thing that will never get old. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not saying like, you may get comfortable with a partner. You know what I'm saying? You may get comfortable, but love, just in general, love, the feeling yep. that, that you have for your kids, that you have for your family, that you have for the people you actually care about and love, that shit never gets old. That's the only thing. So when people realize we're put on this planet to do that, and everything yep. else is extra, it's going to be a better planet, bro. Yep. And that sounds like success to me. Straight up. You know? I'm leaving cool. L.A. today to go back and be with my family. Yeah. Like, and I'm excited. Yeah, man. The things you start to look forward to when you're older. Hell but when yeah. you at least get, gain that perspective, you know what I mean? Maybe it's not even about age. It's just whenever you're able to get that game. Uh-huh. And it's like, we know what we give up. Every time I see my kids, they're bigger. <laughs> yeah. They, they, their voices are changing. Their hair is longer. They, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I've been chasing this for so long, there have been moments that I miss. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's really up to me as a father to keep our relationship strong. Make sure that if they in need, they call me. Make sure that anything they want, they call me. Make sure... You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. they can call me, but I make sure I call them just to say, I love you. Yep. Just to say, hi. Just to say, what you doing? Just say, how was your day? Let them know you're paying attention still. Exactly. Still, even being on the road. Yeah. Yeah. I tell that story a lot when I was a kid. My dad used to, uh, on the first day of school, he'd go around and be like, yo, what's up? I'm Therese's dad. I'm Therese's dad. I'm Therese's dad. And it used to, it always used to embarrass me. I've said it on this podcast before, but like, he used to tell me like, yo, like these people need to know that someone's paying attention. And like subconsciously, I knew he was paying attention. So I knew if I fucked up, it wasn't just going to go unnoticed. And like, just having that presence there, like means a lot, regardless if he was there physically or not. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Because that's, bro, kids ain't bad. Nah. Kids are needy as hell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They need... They need love. They need attention. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's, that's, that's the, what we have to do is we have to start building our children up and making, raising healthy children mm. because it's a lot of broken adults out here mm. who are broken as children. So it's like blind leading the blind. Exactly. Yep. So it's these, these shit, they were broken as children. Now they're broken adults. Because they never got a chance to get out of that shit, bro. Because mm-hmm. they, and they carry it and carry it and carry it. And all somebody had to do was unbreak that child. Mm-hmm. 
That's it. Because it's yep. way harder to unbreak an adult. Which is part of the reason why, you know, I'm so dedicated to, the, you know, this education thing, right? Like, it's the only other space that, like, we know we're going to spend, like, we're all going to spend this amount of time in, you know what I mean? And what we keep hearing is, it's like, it's about feeling seen and heard. It's about the mental health. It's about tangible and relevant skills, like, moving forward. But, like, you know, if I think about the impact I want to have, it's, like, how do we make a tangible difference to make sure that we don't keep raising broken adults? Exactly. You know? Um, so like with that said, man, I don't want to take up too much of your time. It's been a great conversation. Um, definitely, definitely, bro. What's, uh, you know, if you, you know, the audience of this podcast, you got a mix, right? You got, you got people trying to figure things out. You got people on the grind, but you also have a lot of educators and policymakers listening to this. Um, you know, what, what do you want them to take away from this conversation? Those, those educators and policymakers. We got to stop just leaning on the slogan that the children are our future, the children are our future if we're not treating them like it, hmm. okay? So let's stop making disciplined adults. Let's start yeah. making successful ones. Let's stop, uh, like, kind of gearing these kids towards survival. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? A child should not have to worry about survival being a child. Now, if you give all of these kids all of the tools necessary to be successful, to be something in life, majority of them will. But there are going to be those, there are going to be a couple that don't. And that's, that's okay too. There's, there's, there's ways we can help them too. But not trying to fix the masses, not trying to fix the majority you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we need to build this to where we have enough to sustain the minority of these children who don't become what they want to become, but the majority of these children are becoming what they become because of us. Yeah. That's whether it's successful or failures. Yeah, and then we and then we sit there and look confused and scratching our heads like we don't know what happened. Like, we don't know what's going on. I, he was such a good kid, and I don't... Like, man, these kids, all they need is love, bro. That's yeah. it. These kids need love. I'm telling you, the child that grows up who feels loved, they don't take no shit, bro. That's the one that yeah. becomes bosses because it's like, I don't, I'm not searching my whole life to look for the love that I wish I got as a child. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, and I know the love that I have is there unconditionally. Exactly. It's not about the Lambo. It's not about the X, Y, or Z. Like it, it's I, I, like, that's true. I got true love in my life. The part that sucks the most is the broken child loves unconditionally, bro. Still. Hmm. Tell me more about that. What you mean? So the child who just wants to be loved, I just want to be loved. I just want to be loved. It'd be the most broken ones who are geared to love unconditionally because that's all they want in return. Mm, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I have to try to give it. And it's like, the fucked up part is that they give it to any and everybody and mm-hmm. hopes that at least one. It'll reciprocate. At least once. Yeah. Damn, man. I think that's a powerful message, man. And I think that we got to figure out a way to make it happen, bro. And like, just know that you know, I'm going to do my part. I appreciate you doing your part too. Um, 
And we're going to keep going, man. man. Always. We got to keep going. This is like, bro, healing is a job that is never complete. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. from whatever we need to heal from, from whatever we need to grow from, growth is never complete. So what we have to do is we just have to start. Yeah. We just have to start. That's it. And I know you're doing your, you know what I'm saying, due diligence. And I'm trying to do my due diligence, but just as a whole, as a community, we have to start. Absolutely, man. I think we're starting. Yeah, I think we're starting, man. Yeah. Well, cool, bro. Like, you know, I, I'm excited. Um, wanted to just, like, stay in contact and, and, and continue to watch your growth, man. And I, I hope that uh, next time we speak, too, I'll be able to demonstrate progression on my end as well. Um, Hell Yeah. That's what this is about. Absolutely, this man. This ain't about knocking nobody. So I really would hope if anybody who hears the podcast wouldn't be offended. But let's start. Let's start. Let's start. And then the next time we come around, they they should have progress too. I should have progress too. Yeah. You got to hold everybody accountable, man. That's the only way to grow. Hell yeah, man. Well, shoot, I appreciate you. Anything you wanna? Anything you wanna plug? I mean, you don't plug, you don't say you plug the album, you plug to what was, bro. I'm good. Yes, but sir. If people want to follow me on social media and, you know, kind of talk to me about whatever we want to talk about, it's at Trev Rich HD on everything. Cool. That's at Trev Rich HD, and we all good, bro. I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir, man. Likewise. Have a good day, bro. You too, bro. All right, y'all, that was Trev Rich. Thank you, sir, for coming through, man. I'm really excited to see your progression, see what, what you got going on next. Uh, big news from Ennium. Big news, big news, big news. Uh, as y'all know, we've been working on a campaign to have financial literacy and cultural and ethnic studies uh, become graduation requirements at the district level. And in June, uh, the board has publicly announced that they will be voting on a policy that would allow that to happen starting in 2024 with Ednium and community help uh, in between time to build the uh, the implementation structure uh, to make sure that it's relevant and we build something sustainable. So, you know, again, like this thing is moving and these podcasts are a piece of it. And you heard it in this conversation that, you know, these are skill sets, um, access to knowledge that people have been asking for for decades. It looks like we're on track to make that happen. Um, so hit us up on our Instagram, um, all of our social media, Ednium Alumni. Uh, check out Trev Rich, Trev Rich HD on all of his social media platforms. Uh, his album, uh, Out the Dark, is out now. Uh, the thing is booming. Y'all have already heard if you've been listening to the podcast, a couple of the joints on there. Uh, for obviously this week, week's Denver Artist Spotlight is going to be Trev. Uh, the Kobe song we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, 24-8. And uh, I hope y'all enjoy. Peace. What's the story? Are you not happy? You're only half happy? Just need to be happy about Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. Used to hate on Kobe cause I knew he would finish strong And I seen myself in niggas he was hitting game winners on All them insecurities feel like security in a song I lost that loser complex but for years I was in the wrong How I fuck with 23 but couldn't stand 8 and 24 Like I never ate like we ain't had the same 24 All the homies loved him but I just couldn't do it though Until I started winning like yo this what he do it for Oh now 
a nigga up So if you know me, know it's up No more nights of chicken nuggets with chicken heads Now I need duck Press my issue, all my tears ain't come with tissue I was fucked Now I really be like offended when niggas tell me this was luck My exes still got issues with the old me Old me, you knew me, but right now you don't know me Know me, I had to level up, that's what they told me Told me, now when I shoot my shot, I be like I used to hate on Kobe because I knew he would finish strong. And I seen myself in niggas he was hitting game winners on. Seen the other niggas in the highlight getting shitted on. I guess that's why the losers and the winners can't get along. Shoot first, pass second, but now I see. Because if I'm grinding while you sleep, then this shit starts and ends with me. And if I practice how I play, then either way, this all for kicks. In a trap moving Kawhi, trying to make a playoff piece. Hey, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I was shacked up with this bitch. The magic left, so did she. I went through beats and Eight one like I had Jalen on me. They like, where you been, by? I been chasing these rings. And ever since I moved about a mama house, had some mommy issues, but we recently just talked about. I don't deal with drama now. I got a little mama now. Teacher not be petty like these women trying to get the last word. Bitch, mama out. My ex still got issues with the old me. Old me. You know me, but right now you don't know me. Know me. I had to level up. That's what they told me. Told me. Now when I shoot my shot, I be like... Because I knew he would finish strong Until I finished strong Like did I hate myself all along? Did I hate myself all along? Until I finished strong Like did I hate myself all along? What up fam, it's tough, get at me I just sent you some juice on ice Plus, let me know that the Uber driver didn't take any shifts straight up. You know how they be, they foul. You know, our bodies Bugattis. We ain't putting no unleaded gas in this premium right now, family. High frequency everything. Women, children, friends, family. All day. Get at me back. One.